You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, The Ultimate Guide to Following Your Purpose and Creating Change in the World, is out now and you can order it globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to help make the world a better place, but you don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. It's packed with processes, rituals, and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work, so that together we create a better world. When you order the book, you also get a two-hour live masterclass with me entitled Life Purpose Bootcamp, during which you'll get to find and define your life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. And you can visit georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking all about overcoming limiting beliefs. You see, despite popular opinion, I believe that positive thinking is not the holy grail of manifestation. Yes, it is an important step to it, but an equally important step is overcoming the deep-seated fears and limiting beliefs that prevent us from being naturally positive and high vibe in the first place. It's in our nature to be positive and high vibe. It shouldn't be something we have to struggle to achieve. And the reason we sometimes aren't is because we've been indoctrinated with negative beliefs and fears that prevent us from being so. Overcoming limiting beliefs isn't technically difficult. You just need to follow a process and there are so many processes out there. What is difficult is having the courage to do so. You have to be willing to face your deepest fears, untangle your limiting beliefs, and transform them into positive ones. So the question for you is, do you have the courage to do so? If you do, you're going to love this episode with Dr. Erin Fall. In this episode, Erin shares the most common limiting beliefs that block our abundance mindset and shares her step-by-step process to releasing them. And specifically, in this interview, you're going to learn the most common limiting beliefs around money and how to overcome them, a step-by-step process to releasing fears and limiting beliefs, how to naturally realign yourself to your abundance mindset, and why healing your traumas is essential for successful manifestation. When you're done listening to the episode, be sure to come within your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let me know what you thought. And without further ado, enjoy this episode with Dr. Erin Fall. Dr. Erin is a doctor of divinity, founder of Soul Society, TV host of Good Morning La La Land and The Dr. Erin Show, international best-selling author, 2016 Global Peace Leader Award winner, top-rated podcaster, and mother. Dr. Erin, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you. You just make me so happy. Just you're just <laughs> radiating. I'm like, oh, give me some of what he has today. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to chat uh, to you today all about the limiting beliefs we have about manifesting abundance and manifesting success. Because, I mean, we are born knowing that we're meant to experience 
abundance and success. And yet we have all these limiting beliefs that we learn throughout our lives that prevent us from doing so. And I'm so excited for you to share with us ways that we can use to overcome that. But before we get into the juicy parts, let's talk a little bit about your journey. How, what got you started on the spiritual path in the first place and got you in this position to be doing this work? Mm-hmm. I actually just spoke on this on my podcast today. It came out, which I don't really talk about my own journey that much. I talk a little bit about it, but um, you know, I was a little girl that had, like we all have, we have so many abilities. I think when we come into this lifetime, and then for me, I shut it all down because my mom said, "You're what's going on? You know, tell these deities, tell all the stuff going on to go away." She thought it's possessed, right? And then you kind of the veil of life comes on and we kind of go into life. And then I, um, you know, life wasn't easy. I came from a divorced family. I had uh, date raped in high school. I had bulimia from 17 to 20. I had a stillborn at 22. And when I had my full-term stillborn, that's when I had my true awakening of what the hell are we doing here? And I committed to discovering our spiritual nature. So the path went all over the place. You know how it is. It's like back when, I mean, to date myself, that was 25 years ago. So there wasn't like, it wasn't like Venice where everyone's hanging out and, you know, there's yoga studios on every corner and there's Hay House all over and there's all these great, it just was barely kind of emerging. Um, and so I began to seek everything. I went to seminars, I read books, I, you know, became uh, uh, in the leadership program of Landmark. I did shaman, I got my nine rights in shamanism. I checked out Scientology. I went and just basically tried everything I'd get my hands on until I really discovered what is the new thought movement, which is understanding universal law, understanding how our subconscious is connected with divine mind and the one mind and how it's all projecting out from our beliefs within our soul. And so, you know, my journey has been amazing. It's been my most cherished thing. It's been difficult at times and it's been miraculous, as you know, right? It's been great. I mean, yeah. it's, and we're still going, right? <laughs> the journey yeah, is still yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, and your work feels like so rooted to your experience because you've been through hell, you've been through so much, and therefore you've, you've learned, you've been indoctrinated by all of those limiting beliefs that society gives us, especially with all the traumatic experience that you've been through, and you were able to overcome them and find abundance and find success. So. I was wondering what are the top limiting beliefs in your experience that you had or that your students have, that people have in sure. general, that sabotage the manifestation process, particularly as this relates to success and abundance. Yeah, human beingness is actually very predictable. We're all really the same at the core. So after working with top celebrities, top CEOs, single moms, all different types of people, we all have generally the same limiting beliefs, which are, I feel different, I'm not enough, you know, I'm divided, something's wrong with me, you know, it doesn't matter anyway. They come down in different phrases, we actually call them commands, and how the commands are stated are unique for each individual, but the core of what it is is always the same, it's divided versus divine. It's really the core of limited beliefs. Anything that is not the I am, anything that's not, you know, all everything you truly are is a limited belief. And it's all about the division of who we are, right? So it's pretty, it's pretty easy to get down to it. Which starts early on in our lives when we're taught like this is you and this is the other person. And therefore you, we create this duality that our world is based on essentially. So why, why do you think, I'm curious, 
that we all have the same limiting beliefs because we separate ourselves to these different groups and pockets of people. Even within the spiritual community, we have star seeds, we have like light workers and earth angels and all these different groups. But at the same time, globally, different countries, different cultures, different life, life circumstances. Like I was born in Cyprus and I have the same limiting beliefs as someone who lives in a totally different culture. Why? What is it about humanity? What is it about the way we're brought up that creates those limiting beliefs? Right. Well, I mean, we're born with them. We have epigenetics. Now we mm. are knowing that it comes through our lineage. So we have this thing called DNA. We're not our bodies. We are eternal, immortal, spiritual beings experiencing through these bodies. And so the epigenetics has the memory. And the memory, as we know, even through the Big Bang, science yeah. would prove that we're all connected anyway. And so consciousness, as we know, is there's one consciousness. But then there's the fractal of the infinite amounts of different consciousness. So at the core of who you and I are is exactly the same. We are one. We are spirit. We are divine. We are that oneness. And we both have this individual fractal expression to the individualized soul. Mm. But so really, if you think about it, we're in a relative universe. So it is, it is, we have this use of universal law and the same use of energy that creates our oneness, that creates abundance, that creates vitality, that creates all those things also can create and be inverted into scarcity, making people wrong thinking we're different, thinking we're divided. It's the same energy. It's the same thing. So of course, there's always going to be in this realm war. There's always going to be division. And as soon as we get that and we understand that and really begin to experience what the miracle is, if we're already divine, if we're already God, if you will, we're having this limited experience of pretending that we're not. And so enjoy it while it lasts. Huh. You know, it's a, it's a little bleep in the radar of our experience, our eternal experience. So to some, what, what I'm hearing is to some degree, we are born this way. We're born to have those limiting beliefs for a purpose, for the purpose of overcoming them and therefore doing what? Well, if you think about the purpose, okay, so this is this is my opinion, because I don't want to say yeah. that this is the way it is, okay, because we know that people are like, that's not my truth, right? Um, <laughs> but so... I like to think of it like if I'm already divine, if you're already divine and you're already omnipotent and you're already everything, how do you play? How do you experience more of yourself? The only way to experience more of yourself is to have an inverted experience of yourself. Hmm. So it's not that I'm here to overcome those things. I'm already I'm always divine. I'm always I am. I'm yes. always omnipotent. So I'm really here to experience a deeper depth of inverted experience of myself. So it's not about overcoming. In fact, enjoy feeling limited. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, and enjoy the the you know entanglement of consciousness. It's just a more expression of you, right? So it's it's just a choice whether you want to experience being divided or being more divine it, it's it's all it's all good in that we say that meaning that we want to experience harmony but at the same time we won't know harmony until we know chaos it's so comforting and quite liberating actually to know that it's okay to have all those limiting beliefs because we're just having as you said an inverted perspective of of who we are um I'm curious though, like now this is the 5D, 6D, 12D perspective, <laughs> which of course when we reach it and when we feel it, like all the limiting beliefs disappear. But let's go back to the 3D perspective because... But that is a good point you bring up. Yeah. Because I think that one of the pitfalls that I see and I experience myself 
and why I'm so adamant about doing the actual trauma work that affects the DNA and the epigenetics is because oftentimes people will get kind of go out of body. They, they have this big enlightenment and they can go to those ethereal realms yes. and the different dimensions, but then they slam back down and they get triggered by their sister or their friend or whatever, right? Their boyfriend or whatever it is. And they're like, how can I be so enlightened? So have all these abilities, be able to channel with the angels and they get slammed back down into human beingness. So I believe actually our work is to actually work our DNA and clear the charge on our DNA so that we can fully be enlightened and have those moments fully in our body and fully in our human beingness. Amen. So we can anchor that energy and not just have it be this disconnected uh, polar yeah. opposites of, okay, this is my spiritual self and this is my human self and they're not really integrating, yeah. essentially. Spiritual then. bypass, we call Ex it, right? Mm -hmm. I just posted on Instagram like five minutes ago about spiritual bypassing, actually. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so from, so from the 3G perspective, from the human perspective, how do we begin to understand our limiting beliefs and to see them? Because... Because we live with them for so long, they become part of, our, of who we are, of our self-identity. And we just tell ourselves, because everybody else is, around us is the same, we tell ourselves, you know what? Everybody's like that. We're meant to have this uh, mediocre life, so why search for more? And we don't understand we have limiting beliefs. And coming from a small island, I've had to break out of this because people expected me to be an accountant, a doctor, or an engineer, anything else, you're dumb. <laughs> So that's what I saw. That was my perception of this is what abundance is. And it was only after I recognized my limiting beliefs and I broke out of this system that I realized, you know what? There's so much more out there. There's so much more of me that needs to be discovered. So how do we begin seeing the limiting beliefs? Sure. So on my journey, I went about 22 years of discovering and going, okay, there's meditation, which I love. You know, you can get really tapped. It takes a long time to really go through a lot of gates that way. Trauma work for me is kind of the, the, the rocket, if you will, I think, to doing the work on your DNA in that anytime, obviously, we have programming, you can go ethereal and you can see beyond the veil. But like we said, we've got to deal with what's going on in the DNA. So trauma work's fascinating. And basically, you can know where your trauma work or where your programming is and, and programming is different. Program is just like you accept it, right? Versus yeah. trauma is where you get triggered and where yeah. it, you know, right? So we actually want to go through the trauma that will release some of the programming. Mm. Because what happens is when we go into trauma, so what happens is you take an incident, say, you know, pull up something. I was raped. I, my parents got in a big argument in front of me. I, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? So you go into that incident and what happens is we know that everything's happening right here and right now consciously. There's mm. no such thing as past or future spiritually. This is just to show us the cause and effect of how we're creating energy upon universal mind in the 3D realm. Okay. Right. So when we go into a traumatic incident, we pull up that mental picture that's associated with it and we begin to neutralize. So you want to be able to, as the Vedas say, as it is, as is it, everything should be neutral. If there's something in your past, quote, quote, that you feel triggered by, that you feel you're the victim of, that you feel like you don't have, you're, you don't have, you can't be the cause over that issue in your life, then we know that that's an indicator where there's trauma. And wherever there's trauma, there is a command because the subconscious mind is programmed through vibration. 
So what happens is in a high ecstatic state of trauma, you have high, high emotion, and then you back it up with a, a lie. I'll never love again. Life sucks. You know, I'll, you know, whatever it is, everybody leaves. And then it's a command. And the subconscious mind is like little soldiers down there that just say, and so it is no matter what you say, right? So it's important that we, we release and neutralize our traumas and release those core limiting beliefs, those big limited beliefs that are allowing, allowing us to begin to even get into what is really my truth, the programming. Because if we can't even begin to get the top layer of this peeling back of the onion, you know, then we can't even get down to freedom of choice of what we want, what program we want to keep, and what we don't want to keep. We're really just reacting in life. So the trauma work is really the number one thing. I have a process called E4 Trauma Method. And I have just witnessed myself and then I've witnessed so many clients doing that work first. And in that they they realize like it's like a big enlightenment moment where they're like, oh my gosh, I decided that limited belief. And that limited belief has been playing out in all areas of my life. And in that moment, they also recognize how they can potentially declare something that is the truth and declare something that's expanding into their life. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we're basically starting from a trigger, something that comes up, something that triggers us in the moment. And then we interview that trigger and we go deeper and we try to, uh, to unfold what has been going on there and therefore reaching the trauma, which is the limiting belief. How yes, has created essentially. We don't essentially. want to analyze it. One of the pitfalls, as you know, yeah. of spiritual people is they sit and they analyze it, the dead horse. You know what I mean? Without doing the actual not work. A, yeah, it's not an actual like process of analyzing. It's actually quite the opposite. The E for trauma method is E is first for experiencing it. You go and re-experience it. Uh-huh. Number two is evaluation. You don't evaluate it. You don't put a story around it. You don't put any limited meaning around it. And then number three is emotion. You fully feel the emotion without resisting the emotion because what we resist persists. And then number four is we get to the enlightenment, which means we get to see what commands, which limited beliefs and what new possibilities are around there. So we want to experience it over and over again until it's completely neutralized, till it's as is, as we will. And, then, and, and we have wisdom. Trauma minus emotions is wisdom. That is a powerful formula right there. Now, I have a question. Because we're talking about manifestation and there's so much talk around, oh, don't be negative. Don't think negatively. Don't feel negative emotions. What is your perspective on allowing ourselves to feel negative emotion when doing this work and not having it influence our manifestation practice? Right. I I love this question. And I think it's something that I'm all about, of course, what we focus on expands and what we don't focus on diminishes. But the positive movement has been a big uh, kind of, it's a pitfall because it's like, it's like trying to be positive when you have not healed is really resisting. And it just is never going to get you where you want to be. It's going to rear its head at some point in time. So the emotions, we have to recognize that emotions are the intelligence. I love when I get pissed off or when I get upset because I'm like, oh, I'm not living my truth. 
this is like a total guide to, you know, push me and propel me towards doing my inner work or towards living my truth, you know? So we don't want to resist the emotions at all. In fact, we want to go, oh, great. There's something coming up. Do I need to go in and do trauma? Do I need to reprogram and shift my, what, how, what I think in my expectations of what people, places, and things are? Or do I also recognize, oh, this is no longer my truth. Mm. I know exactly what my truth is. So yeah, bring on the emotions. I love it. I love that. Okay, so now we've identified the limiting beliefs. We know we have to do the work to overcoming them. What is an easy practical step that we can use that someone listening right now can start using before they go through the four-step process to start the process? Of trauma? Yes, to to start the process of releasing the trauma or the limiting belief. What is a a simple technique or process that can get people started right away? Mm -hmm. I think, well, the first step uh, in my book, I have it, and in society, we live by four principles. And mm-hmm. the first step is waking up and deciding. So the first step, I think, is to just kind of become aware of your life and start looking at what the mental equivalent is. What have you created? What's working for you? And what's not working for you? You know, become, maybe you can take a journal on it. We're here and all relationships are discover what we like and how we relate to it, what we do like and what we don't like, how we relate to people, places, and things in life. The gap of suffering is wanting people, places, and things to be different than they are. So when we begin to just look around and begin to take inventory of, you know what, this part of my life somewhat works. This part does not work. I'm, I'm, it's like, I remember a mentor uh, he was so funny. He would congratulate me. I'd be like, I'm so upset right now. My ex did X, Y, and Z. And he's like, congratulations on creating the experience of being upset. That's masterful. You know what I mean? So begin to just wake up and begin to look around and recognize what you've created for yourself. No one else created it. This is all of our karma. Everything going on in the world is all of us. So what have you created and what do you like and what do you want to recreate? This is the first step for sure. Oh, I love that. And I love you mentioning that we created whatever is going on in the world right now because it is all our collective consciousness just vibrating yeah. and creating stuff in the world. And we just have to own it and stop blaming other people for it and just realize that instead of blaming society, we need to realize we are society and therefore we, we are, are to blame. We are the individual, we are the collective, and we are the cosmic. Indeed. Okay, so let's say we've done the work, we've overcome the traumas, the limiting beliefs. And now we're ready to attract abundance and success. What is your top manifestation tool to doing so? I love that. Well, we know that we're manifesting 24-7. It's not like you can't manifest. You're manifesting all the time. The greatest thing is embodiment. You know that. I mean, it's like, who do you need to be to be the mental equivalent of what you want to experience? You know, oftentimes clients will come and they'll say, I want to meet Mr. Right. I want to be rich. I want to be hot. I want to be, you know, the man. I want to do all that. It's like, great. Well, are you all those things as well? You know, are you somebody that he would want, you know? Um, And what, you know, just the mental equivalent. You want to become a multiple millionaire? Well, do you have the mindset and the skill set? Are you willing to do what it takes to embody all that work? So the number one thing is there's only one thing to ever manifest. It's embodiment. Oh, I love that. That is a question that I always ask myself. I think I learned that from Marie Forleo, which is if you were the top in the world, how would you react? How would you feel? How would you hold yourself? How would you act? It's mm-hmm. really a, a, all, all, all what you're saying, like embodying, feeling what it feels to be like that and therefore 
acting it and being it. I love that. Yeah, she's a great example of that. You know? Yeah, she does that. She has, she has um, helped so many others by showcasing their work as well. She brings value everywhere she goes. She is consistent. She embodies the mindset and the skill set. She, you know, she she is the embodiment of what it means to really have success. She's got great relationships. I mean, I don't know her personally, so yeah. I, you know, we don't know what's behind the scenes. But from out here, it's looking like she's embodying all of it. Mm-hmm. I love that. A great way to end with Marie Forleo as like an example of that. Yep. All righty. Thank you so much for this fabulous information you've shared with us. It was short and deep. We went deep into the trauma, the limiting beliefs, and also how to take all that, how to take these lemons and turn it into pink lemonade. (laughs) And just I I want to say thank you for everything and all the light workers. Keep bringing your light, but also get grounded in the body, right? Yeah. Because we need we need grounded. We have a lot of woo-woo out there. Yes. And it's great, but we also need to deal with our human beingness. So yeah, amazing. So, something I say in my book, Light Workers Gotta Work, is that to truly be a light worker, we first have to be shadow workers, to go into the shadows, mm-hmm. do the work, and then work the freaking light. <laughs> Eric, where can people get your book? Can you talk to us a little bit about it? And also your Soul Society Leadership Program. Yeah, amazing. I'm across all social media as Dr. Aaron.tv. So it's D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. The book actually, I have a free community called Inner Circle and Society, where we have support calls. It's the free book. It's 40 guided meditations. We have a whole like, it's so much content and they're great. Uh, you can get it all on there. You can also go on my bio and all the links are there as well. The book is on Amazon as well called Awakening. It's a 40 day guide to really discovering the truth for yourself. And um, we have so many free gifts and things. The leadership program, we have, uh, we certify uh, a lot of women in particular. We do have some men now, I'm so excited, um, in becoming certified as spiritual coaches. And we're just launching our spiritual practitioner and ministerial program. Mm. Um, but we do have a leadership program for people who are soul-based entrepreneurs that are bringing our businesses online and scaling it. And we have a really great deal right now because of everything going on in the world. We've had to you know, adjust because I believe right now the world needs truth more than ever. And all of us are doing you know, over time to help, help develop people. 100% and all the links for that will be in the, in the um, info below in the comments so you can check it out. Dr. Erin, thank you so much for joining us on the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Wishing you a lovely rest of your day. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode.